0: That means it's on. All right, that's perfect. I heard, the, I heard the I heard the Discord uh the Discord little boop boop sound. So that means that we are on the 28th episode of Sports Goose. It is I, Francisco with my good friend Andrew. I guess we're we're just uh we're just a duo today as our, our no more trio is as uh Charles couldn't make it on this Thursday, or uh, one of our rare Thursday shows here.
1: We try to keep it just to Tuesdays, but uh, what is that line, like, life moves on you pretty fast from Ferris Bueller? Whatever it is. Uh, uh, apparently,
0: like, it's like the 38th anniversary of that movie or something it's like a, that. It's, a it's,
1: it's a, a... it's hard to... I mean, it came out before I was born, obviously, so...
0: Right. Anyways, it's it's old. It's an old movie. It's a it's a freaking old movie, but it's still fun to watch.
1: In, in the grand... In... In relation to how old we are. I mean, it's not gone with the wind, old or whatever.
0: Okay. Hi so. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, one very important game today: Game Six of the NBA Finals between the Raptors and the Warriors. That'll happen at nine o'clock. Once, when we're around we're, we're going to be ending the show, and then. Uh, there's no hockey anymore, that's for sure.
1: And we'll get to that in a little bit.
0: And there's baseball, because baseball always happens and it's going to happen for the rest of our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, significant games, actually, for baseball. Let's see who's. Well, we got some games that have already started now since 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm looking, maybe the Mets and the Cardinals, both teams are kind of middling teams trying to. Uh, with playoff hopes but they can't really get things going that seems to be their their mo this season uh you got the rockies and the padres that's a pretty uh pretty nice matchup out in the west the padres have slipped uh, after having a nice start so far this season they've got wild card hopes this season because nobody's catching up to the dodgers at this point the braves are have already won today six to five against the pirates and the Minnesota Twins, who are doing really awesome this season, ten to five, even though they play in a terrible division, so who knows if they're really that good or not. Who knows? Um, and those are uh just the significant games going on today as far as I'm concerned, as far as Andrew is gonna be kinda And reconnection successful. <laughs> that usually it it re resends out the uh the stream again. So, hey everybody. Hello. Uh not our fault, the internet's fault, okay? Not our fault this time. 28th episode blah 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 blah. Baseball, <laughs> Raptors and Warriors and um and things like that. Rays are playing. We're all good. But let's let's get to the hockey because playoff hockey is officially over
1: in all of the North American leagues. That we know of. So
0: uh, we can talk about the big one, but let's start off with the little ones first. So we'll start off with the lowest of them, the ECHL. We have a champion out in uh, Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's Andrew. You you played a video for us beforehand.
1: Yes, I I wanted to make sure that I pronounced it correctly. I, I pride myself on pronouncing things correctly whenever possible. And I have a very, I very much have an affinity for Canada. Uh, I would love to go to Canada someday. So it is Newfoundland. It's lovely
0: this time of year.
1: Oh, I'm sure. It's certainly nicer than Florida. Uh, Now it's just getting hot. Uh, It's unbearable at times.
0: Yeah, it's awful.
1: So anyway, the Newfoundland Growlers.
0: It's super hot, or it's pouring and thundering outside.
1: Yeah, I. I drove back home from Orlando this past week that's
0: right you you had your, your conference as well
1: yes, I did uh, that one I won't cover as much since it has nothing to do with sports unless you consider the adaptive sports sessions they had that I didn't go to. That
0: sounds pretty cool though okay
1: um, so I drove through one of those insane rainstorms. It is not fun
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so so the
1: Newfoundland Newf- growlers. Newfoundland Newfoundland Growlers not
0: Newfoundland, not Newfoundland.
1: It's Newfoundland.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Newfoundland or Newfoundland will apparently get you shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: I don't
1: want that. So Newfoundland okay. Growlers. So the affiliate of I want to say Winnipeg. No, no, no. That would be Manitoba. Yep.
0: Do, I mean, there certain there's not every NHL team has an ECHL affiliate.
1: Let's find out, shall we?
0: And uh, actually, I'll look it up on screen. So, new found land. they are <laughs>
1: affiliated with the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Oh, oh well, the the Leafs actually have something good going on for them.
1: And the Marlies, obviously—that's true.
0: Team. That's true. The Marlies actually did go to the playoffs as well. That's true, and we're thankfully beaten by the Charlotte Checkers, who we'll be <laughs> talking about as well. So, yeah, the Newfin, Newf- Newfoundland Newfoundland Growlers, Newfoundland who wow. have a really awesome logo, if you see it right there on the screen. It's it's lovely. Yeah, it was actually, uh, I think, uh, last year was one of the best logos voted by on uh, sportslogos.net.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. That's a really nice logo. Uh,
0: and obviously, it's based on the, uh, the the actual dog.
1: The breed, the Newfoundland dog, which... That is luckily they're friendly, it, because if they weren't you would they would just
0: yeah the the one on the on the logo looks menacing.
1: They are very nice, uh, kind of like the El Paso Chihuahuas. It,
0: it also it it kind of that'd be like that'd be the dog that'd be next to the Vegas Golden Knights mascot because yeah. they look very similar as far as color scheme and and like the the black whatever it looks very much like, uh they they wouldn't be out of place with an affiliation with the with the Golden Knights. Uh okay, so yeah, they defeated the Toledo Walleye.
1: Walleye, I believe, is a fish.
0: Yeah, it is a fish, but I was looking at you to see if we were pronouncing walleye <laughs> correctly. And so the Toledo Walleye, that's their logo. Uh nice, very cheesy looking minor league logo as <laughs> as we all love to see. And they they are named after a fish. Go down the the rabbit hole and actually look at the fish. Why not? I, uh, let's see what a walleye. So a walleye, also called a yellow pike, is a freshwater perciform fish native to most of Canada and to the northern United States. Uh, Toledo, Ohio. So that that makes sense. The walleye is sometimes called the yellow walleye, which is which makes sense for their color screen to distinguish it from the blue walleye. And it's funny because the Toledo walleye logo is yellow and blue. So I guess you could. I don't know. I think it's mostly yellow so on, let me go back to toledo walleye to see what color the fit it's a yellow walleye it's yellow but the color scheme is is uh yellow and blue so it makes sense for it's, it's actually a powder blue too so a lot of baseball aficionados will like that
1: yeah
0: uh so they defeated the toledo walleye so that was the kelly cup championship
1: so that's for the echl
0: so now the AHL, AHL, the American Hockey League, was between the Charlotte Checkers and the uh, Chicago Wolves. And, and Charlotte won.
1: So, a Carolinian team won.
0: So, unfortunately, it wasn't the bunch of jerks, but it is their affiliate, the Charlotte right. Checkers. They have the same color scheme. There's their logo. It's a polar bear with the, the, the silhouettes of, of Charlotte, which I passed through on my way on my baseball road trip. And, uh, yeah, they defeated the um, the Chicago Wolves. The, the Charlotte Checkers are obviously – oh, wait. I, I forgot to see who's the affiliate of the Walleye, if they even have one. So before we get to that, Toledo Walleye, affiliate of the Detroit Red Wings and the Grand Rapids Griffins. Hmm. Okay. So Charlotte Checkers, and now let's see the Chicago Wolves, which I do not believe they're the Chicago Blackhawks. Affiliate. I think the Blackhawks are like the Rockford Ice Hogs, but the Wolves are the affiliate of the Vegas Golden Knights, Hmm. and are also affiliated with the Fort Wayne Comets of the ECHL. So that was the AHL, ECHL, but the big, the big show, the 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 big show was, of course, the Stanley Cup Final.
1: And. Due to copyright reasons, we can't play the song we wanted to. Right. But if we could, we'd be playing Gloria right now because a glorious occasion happened last night at around 11 Eastern. The St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup. The first time in franchise history, they defeated and ended the possibility of a Boston area team winning another championship, much to pretty much everybody's
0: delight. Delight, yeah, except for maybe BU if he ever pops on through here. He <laughs> BU, be here. Mr. Canada, but he should be here. Okay, um, but unless our chat isn't working, which might be a, a thing. <laughs> that's possible. Um, yeah, but it um, I I felt very. Concerned for the Blues after their performance in Game 6 so did of I. that series? And just the way that Boston beat them?
1: Not just that, but it was at home. It was in St. Louis. And they they asked that during the post-game interview. They said, you know, how did you bounce back? How did you recover? You're You lost very decently at home in St. Louis and he, the, I think it was Petrangelo, uh, their captain basically said, we just brushed it off.
0: And it's actually part of the, I guess the narrative for this finals was that the road teams went five and two in this, in this series. If, if you look at the, uh, at, at the way that it went down. So, uh, let's, so, you see there in in game one boston wins but then game two st louis boom road team win game two and then we get to uh game three and boston wins seven to two spanking the blues then the blues salvage uh one game out in st louis to make the series tied 2-2 so now it's 2-2 between Uh, The road team and the home team. But then St. Louis wins out in Boston in Game 5. Boston wins out in St. Louis. And then St. Louis goes into Boston in Game 7 and utterly just just win. They just won won. the game. They just took it and won.
1: They won fair and square. Yeah. Um,
0: So there's a lot of interesting things that happened in this series.
1: There were a lot of controversial calls during this this whole postseason honestly
0: yeah I think it all started really I mean the, the biggest one was that that power play the sharks got against the Knights right
1: but the the missed hand pass in the blues uh, shark series right
0: that awful the, um, headshot by um, the, the, the Bruins player on on the canes
1: and then another headshot by a blues player on a Bruins player right in this series um and there were so many the the one where Ben Bishop was stunned by a shot
0: yeah that was controversial that as well was, they whether they should have whistled the play dead or not
1: this i i hope i don't imagine anything is going to change but i hope the nhl takes a close look at the rule book cuz there were so many just totally egregious calls during this whole playoffs. It was... You know, you might get like a a bad call here or there, but there were so many in one playoffs. It was kind of a confluence of terribleness, I guess you could call it.
0: (laughs) But this is the Blues. Congratulations to them. Uh, Lots of different stats and little factoids for this series. Um, Obviously, the Blues were... Uh, nobody really expected them to win the cup this season and this is their first ever after 52 years of existence their their whole existence is just like this wild roller coaster of highs of highest of highs and lowest of lows like they start off their their history with three straight stanley cup finals appearances now mind you they were in the division with a bunch of other expansion teams so somebody had to go to the cup to face off against one of the original six teams uh but uh they you know they, they they get there and they get swept each and every single time so um and of course their last appearance was in that 1970 series against the boston bruins uh, and you got the bobby orr's famous goal to finish it off in game four uh, which is a statue outside of um, the TD uh, Garden out in Boston.
1: Which you saw recently.
0: Right. And and so, and then after that, you know, the Blues history goes on. But then by the 80s, the Blues are in such deep turmoil that they almost moved the team to Saskatoon, of all places, and up in Saskatchewan uh, in 1983. The, the NHL wanted to fold the team if they couldn't sell to, because they didn't want to sell to Saskatoon. Uh, uh, if they couldn't find a new owner for the team, they were going to fold them and just disperse the players uh, across the draft from that. Then uh, they only had a handful of employees, and they could barely ice a team. They had to get basically all of their players from their minor league system just to get up and field a team in the NHL level. And... They didn't even show up for the 1983 draft, and they forfeited all their picks. So the Blues farm system was utterly destroyed for one season after that. And then they had a string of 25 straight playoff appearances from, from 1980 until 2004. They had 25 straight, just like the Red Wings used to have. Uh, of course, they didn't win the cup. And any of them, heck, they didn't even finish. They didn't even make it to the Stanley Cup final in any of those. Mm -hmm. They hadn't even made the Stanley Cup final since their first three seasons. And then they finally make it back. And lo and behold, they're facing off against the Bruins. And um, uh, they they were dead last in the NHL in January. They were the worst team in the league. And worse than the Ottawa Senators of all teams. Like, the Blues were... Down and out. Nobody, you you could not even fathom them doing this. They fired their head coach, and they bring in one of the assistant coaches. To, he takes the interim spot, Craig Baruby, And it, it's kind of uh, – I don't know if you've heard the stories about him. Um, he's just kind of this normal, chill dude. Mm-hmm. Like he he hasn't even taken – he hasn't taken the parking spot for the head coach, <laughs> and he hasn't even taken the head coach's office
1: that's really cool since he
0: took the job like he's been with the rest of the assistant coaches since this started like he's never considered himself like because of the interim title he hasn't taken the head coaching position officially even though probably now they're gonna name him the head coach they
1: would be crazy if they didn't they're
0: gonna name him the head coach give him the the contract and everything and, and 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 make it official and he can finally take the office finally um so that's a pretty cool thing to see with, with that story, um, with, with Craig Baruby. There was, uh, I think after they had lost one of their games, he went, I, I think after, I don't know, it was after game one? No, no, because they, Bo- they, they were in Boston. I think it was after um, their loss in game three, seven to two. Mm-hmm. And he's out, like, um, he's out with the, uh, uh, he goes out to a St. Louis Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. And you know he probably did like a TV spot, whatever all that st- all that type of stuff, and people were asking like uh, I heard on radio like shouldn't he be like planning something? You know uh, he's in the middle of the Stanley Cup Finals. The-, the game's the next day, and uh, I think Steve Goldstein was like um, uh, Panthers broadcasters like, well, you know normally in hockey you do your morning skate mm. and your practice in the early morning. Like they're probably done by eleven o'clock, so. Right. He's got the rest of the day to go out and watch the Cardinals if he wants to. And at that point, the coaching, like, at that point, the coaching is, like, really minuscule things that you're tweaking and stuff and say, hey, don't do that, do that. Because at that point, you're at the Stanley Cup finals, and <laughs> I don't know how much more you can do, really. Um, Fine, I mean, then there, I don't know, what was your, like, what was the best part of the blues winning for you?
1: Uh,
0: out of like I know you love goaltenders, so like Jordan Bennington.
1: Oh, that was so much fun. Um, yeah, Mikey, I don't know what's going on with Discord. It's kind of funky um so we'll, we'll try to fix it by next it might
0: time. be the connection thing but now we have a perfect connection so it might have right. been that so maybe it's
1: well, well what it's, it's doing is it's repeating the messages the in the discord channel on here okay um All i right. guess that makes sense um yeah well, i mean our
0: discord channel is finally connected to our chat so, right. so i mean you can you can comment on there now and we can still see it um anyways
1: so um answer your bennington question. bennington what a
0: beast what? That, story by the way yeah. he wasn't the starting goaltender Mm-mm. to start the season
1: um he he's a rookie he is technically a rookie he's 25 so he's an old rookie um he's been he was drafted in 2011 i think if i remember correctly and then he's just been kind of stuck down in the minors all this time yeah He's and been
0: uh, he's been toiling there in the minors. He the only way he could ever move up or or even get a start is cuz somebody
1: else got injured. And, and it that, happened man. and he was just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. And let me let me go back really quick. One I am a big um, I'm a big underdog fan as I'm sure a lot of people And you're are. right.
0: 2011 he was drafted 88th overall by the Blues.
1: I'm a, I'm a big, big underdog fan. This St. Louis Blues team was in last place in this calendar year. Right. On January second, they, they were in last place. place. And here they are. They are whole host hoisting Board Stanley's. They they
0: they rattled off thirty victories for the like the rest of the regular season in the calendar year of twenty nineteen. Thirty victories. That's sixty points.
1: That is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous! I don't know if that's they right. finished
0: with uh, they, they finished with ninety nine. So their first uh, was it? So sixty points. So their first what? Thirty nine points? No, yeah, that's right. That's math. <laughs> Gosh, I suck at math. Their first thirty nine points in probably uh, well past the halfway point of the season. So they had mm-hmm. less than half a half a season's worth of, of games to get the other thirty wins, sixty points. Th-
1: that's just. I don't know if that's a record um i imagine it is um uh, but but, a, but more than that i think this is the first time a team that was at, in last place at one point came back to win the stanley cup i'm assuming i, I guess
0: at a certain point in the season i would right. think that's i don't know how deep i well uh, at least but that but that deep that's deep pretty the deep season. that's yeah that's pretty deep at least that, that deep in the yeah.
1: season um because january 2nd the regular season ends in april now yeah yeah. So that means they had to climb from the basement to at minimum eighth place. Um, were they, well, were they, they finished.
0: Long? They finished third in the Central Division. Right. So that's that's where they finished overall. And they defeated the Blue, uh, the not the Blues, Freaking the the Jets. They uh, went through the
1: Jets, then the Stars, mm-hmm. then the Sharks, right, and then the Bruins. Um, but. Just everything surrounding this team is just such a feel-good story. I mean, from Layla Anderson, who's this eleven-year-old girl, right? And Who they
0: they've,
1: they've adopted, adopted kind, of like a, kind of like a kind of like an unofficial player on the team. She has a very rare, rare right uh, disease that's very fatal. I, I looked it up. Um, I don't remember the name of it, and if I did, I would un- be be unable to pronounce it in any amount of time. But I think it said 15 people are known to have it, and generally the people who have it will die within five years. She's 11, so already she's beating the odds.
0: Right, and she got to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup. She got
1: to see the Blues win the Stanley Cup. And then...
0: I mean, there's Jay Bomeester... Jay As a Panthers fan, <laughs> um, he was drafted by the Panthers. He was part of that that core of Panthers players that we thought would get us uh, around the 2009 season, I would think. and uh, just they, they had Nathan Horton. They had uh, David Booth. Uh, they had Stephen Weiss and Jay, Bo- Jay Bomeister, Tomas Faucun in goal. That team... Missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker that forced the NHL to change their tiebreaker rules. And uh, tell me
1: more about that. I don't remember that one. Well,
0: in the 2009 season, the Panthers were finished tied with the with the Montreal Canadiens mm-hmm. for uh, for the last place in the East, uh, the eighth seed in the East to make the playoffs. And I think I forgot what. Because now it was based on regulation, regulation overtime wins and then points and that stuff, but I think the way they calculated the wins was different then. I think they just calculated. Um, I think they calculated sh- shootout wins the same or something like that. So Montreal won out by a tiebreaker like that, and thus the Panthers missed out in the playoffs um, and extended their playoff drought at that point. Um, and then after that, things kind of fell apart. Well, relatively speaking for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but they had Jay uh, Tomas Vacun, excellent goaltender. Peter DeBoer, that was his rookie head coach season. And, of course, he's been to t- two Stanley Cup finals already as a coach. Um, but, yeah, Bowmeester was a long was a tenured Panther by that point, and he, had, he just had enough. Uh, Dale Talon came in. And he asked him, point blank, do you want to be here? And he's like, no, I want to get out. Like, I want to leave Mm -hmm. because the Panthers are going to rebuild. And he knew it. And they traded him off to to Calgary. Mm -hmm. He goes to the Flames. The Flames never really pan out. And then I think they traded him, I believe, to the Blues. And then I think he stayed. And he's been with the Blues since. Um, I can actually look it up right now. So Jay Bowmeister, and he's got a bunch of E's in his name.
1: Uh, well, while you, while you look him so there up.
0: he is. He's from Edmonton, uh, so with the Blues and then the Flames. Uh, career statistics, so let's take a look at this. So, yeah, he was with the Flames from '09, which is, like I said, when it happened, until, uh, yeah, he was traded midseason to the Blues, and then he's been with the Blues since. And he spent most of his career with the Blues now. So he's the longest. I, I don't know if he's the longest-tenured Blue, but he might be. But he's played over 1,200 games in the NHL. So he was, he's the longest-tenured player on that roster. Right. So, and, of course, you like seeing that, of course, being a Ray Bork fan. Yeah. Um, seeing the, the guy who's been there for so long. He's been in the league since uh, he debuted in 2002 with the Panthers. That was his NHL debut. So he's been in the league for 17 years now, and he finally got his cup. So who knows if he even – he might just retire at this point. But he's been an excellent defenseman.
1: And what a way to go out on top, though. Yeah. Um, But let me me talk about another story about the blues. There's a guy named Charles Glenn. He was the blues national anthem singer for 19 years. And he has multiple sclerosis. Mm Mm-hmm. And he announced in April that this would be his final season. And that's awesome that he was able to see a Stanley Cup victory from the Blues. Um, Like I said, there are just so many wonderful stories surrounding this. The, The rookie that's been toiling in the minors for eight seasons or so. Uh, seven, eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Layla Anderson, Charles Glenn. Um, I mean, you
0: have a Vladimir Tarasenko, a superstar player, getting his right. Stanley Cup, his first one ever. Um, you have uh, Ryan O'Reilly, been toiling with the the Buffalo Sabers.
1: Was it Pat Maroon? Is that his name?
0: So let me look at the roster. Maroon. Yeah,
1: he's the hometown boy. He's from St. Louis.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: He is from St. Louis. I
0: remember the the photo or or the video of his son crying after he after he scored that goal against the Stars.
1: Like that is this if this doesn't become a 30 for 30, I will be royally pissed or off.
0: Or 30 for 30 mini or whatever. Something like <laughs> it's, that. It's I, it's ESPN, it, they don't cover it hockey. It
1: deserves a whole 30 for 30. There's so many storylines in this team. Uh, it's, it's amazing, and it's I'm glad that they won, so, even putting aside the fact that they beat the Bruins.
0: So Ryan O'Reilly, he won the con Smythe. Some people were debating. Maybe it should have been Bennington. But re- regardless, O'Reilly still deserved the, the award based on his play in the finals itself. No doubt, right. Okay. He scored the opening goal for the, for the Blues in four straight games. Four straight games that he scored the opening goal. And he had a
1: six-game point streak.
0: Right. He's the third player to ever do that. And I'm surprised there are even two other players that even did that in the <laughs> Stanley Cup Finals. But hockey's weird. Um, Bennington, uh, 32 saves in Game 7. 32 out of 33. And even then, that last Boston goal was just kind of like a, you know, after with two minutes left in in the game. 9-on-1 uh, save percentage. For, for the finals, nine uh, eleven for the playoffs itself, and he's, I think he's the first rookie goaltender to win all sixteen of the games of his of his, his Stanley Cup playoffs debut. Like he's he's been credited with all sixteen wins. Okay, uh, Allen was never their backup. Jake, well, he was the starter, right? But their backup, uh, never. I don't even know if he played. I'm not even sure.
1: I think he may have played. Well, I know he got injured at some point. Bennington did.
0: Yeah, but Bennington's credited with all the wins for the, so for the playoffs. So I imagine that
1: he, they had the lead when he left the game, I imagine. But, um, yeah. So I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy that this team won. Um. I will say that it kind of softens the blow a little bit of my Tampa Bay Lightning getting eviscerated in the first round. Uh I like a good story. I mean, I would have been happy if uh, San Jose won cuz I really hope that uh, Joe Thornton gets one before he retires. Yeah. Um but if anyone else had to win it, it would be the St. Louis Blues, and I'm happy they won. Um but I will say this though, I feel so bad for Zidane Chara. What a beast! He,
0: yeah. He, say about... what you will about the other Bruins players, but Chara is a treasure.
1: He is, and I also I I have fond feelings for Patrice Bergeron as well. He's a good player. He's a nice player. He does the game right. Screw Marchand.
0: <laughs> Even though Bergeron should probably Shouldn't be voted for all those Selk trophies all the time because he was injured. Yeah, a ton of this season. He's a finalist for the award. I don't get how that happens, but we're... okay. But anyways, but he's a great player. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. He, screw Marchand. He,
1: <laughs> he doesn't uh, spear people in the nuts. Seriously, he, he doesn't him. lick people. He doesn't lick people. He doesn't
0: either. lick people either.
1: Um, but Zdeno Chara, hockey players are tough, and I'm sure in the next couple of days, it's tradition that you're going to see this laundry list of injuries that players have. You know, oh, this guy played with broken ribs. Oh, he had a broken finger. Uh, he, I think I've heard like, like sprained ankle. It runs the – After,
0: the- yeah, like the Blues will have their celebration this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're going to get the – the rundown of what these guys were playing with for both sides. Right. <laughs> what and they were covering up for the series.
1: That's the, it's kind of the tradition of the hockey NHL playoffs is you don't release the injury, the injury, the true extent of the injuries until after you exit the playoffs.
0: I think. I think Bergeron in the 2015 final, was it 2015? No, 2013 final when they faced off against the Blackhawks. I think he had like a punctured lung or something like that he was playing with. Like these guys play with things that you should not be out there, your body should not take it. But, you know, when you have all that equipment on and the ice and all that stuff and the adrenaline, I guess somehow those guys find a way.
1: Um, or like, um, I think it was last year, Andrey Vasilevsky, the the lightning goalie. I think he had a pulled groin or something. Which, when it, in the grand scheme yeah. of injuries to have as a goalie, that is one you <laughs> don't want. Exactly,
0: that's the worst one, actually.
1: <laughs> I don't think any athlete wants to have a pulled groin. But goalie, like if you look at what Bennington did last night, where he went across the crease and made that pad that
0: save, save is going to be on repeat for,
1: for that, that is thing. the um, that is St. Louis's. Um, it like uh, remember last year with the Washington Capitals, Brian right. Holtby yeah. dove across and stopped the puck with his paddle or um, it, it, or Mike
0: Richter from the from the for the Rangers in 94 right. against the Devils um, or whatever or
1: Tim it's Thomas back, back in 2011, in 2011 right he, i i get i get nightmares thinking about this moment but he stopped a puck that would have tied the game between the Lightning and Bruins in i think game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals alas he stopped it they won the game and they would go on to win the Stanley Cup against Roberto Luongo, who was someone else I would and like the, to see win a stand Right, up.
0: and the Canucks. And the Canucks. Um, that and was the team. last Game 7, actually, before this one. Oh, really? Yeah, that, we hadn't had a Game 7 until 2011. And um, let's see, the last – and it, this is the parody of the NHL. So we've had since um, – um, let's see, since – who was the last team? I mean, we had the Kings in 2014. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2016, well, you had the Penguins twice in right. a row. and then But then you've had um, the Capitals and now the Blues. And I mean, the NHL, if you look, there haven't been many repeat champions. So, it's other than while. the Blackhawks and the Penguins and and before that, the Red Wings. But m- there's been mostly just single championships. Right. And for teams that have never won or haven't won in forever.
1: Um, I think the last repeat was the Red Wings back in 97, 98.
0: Well, no, it was the the Penguins. They won two in a row. Did they? 2016-2017. They beat the the, the Sharks and the Predators. Right. Right.
1: Um, NHL is by far the league with the most parity. There is, I mean, in no other league would you imagine that an eighth seed would go ahead and defeat the president's trophy winner or league leader in points in four games. You don't see that happening much in any other league. NHL doesn't matter. Seating goes out the window. The
0: Blues itself are a testament to just freaking get in the playoffs, and anything can happen, you know.
1: And they were lucky. They they were on. They were they were solar hot. We're we're talking tens, uh, hundreds of thousands of degrees Fahrenheit hot. What was it? You said 30, with 30 wins?
0: 30 wins since since the calendar, since, since
1: 2019 started. You have hot streaks going in. They always say it's good to go into the playoffs on a hot streak. That is... The hottest of streaks. That is supernova. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the streak to end all streaks, you know? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, and now, what, well, the NHL season is over? Uh, the NHL draft is actually in a couple of weeks. Actually, yeah, June 21st through 22nd out in Vancouver.
1: So the question is, who's going to go first? It's uh, Jack Hughes and then there's another player I think from Finland.
0: A, a lot of Imagine this, you're the and I was reading on um was it St. Louis Game Time, which is um St. Louis Blues SB Nation site because I got to plug my <laughs> my SB Nation peeps out there. Uh if y'all don't know former <laughs> for the Panthers. Um so uh just reading their their summary of this whole season for their Stanley Cup championship article. Right. And it's like Blues fans were thinking about drafting Hughes at the beginning of this calendar year. Like and now they're celebrating a Stanley Cup championship. Like man
1: that would be like um, I don't know it's like a team's thinking oh we're gonna get Zion Williamson at right. the beginning of this year who who's the worst team in the NBA this year
0: well the worst <laughs> well, I a one of the, worst uh, let's, say the
1: Knicks, cause...
0: Right, let's say the New York Knicks because let's
1: say the New York Knicks they thought oh we're gonna get Zion Williamson no doubt yeah,
0: imagine the Knicks they're I don't know 10 and 10 and 30. Uh, 10 and 31 at the midpoint. Actually, the Heat actually did this too, <laughs> and they won the. They went 41 and 41. No, actually, more extreme scenario. Let's say that the Knicks were 10 and 21. Okay, 11 games under. Like, okay, we're gonna tank and we're gonna get this guy, and then they they rattle off 40 victories. They go
1: supernova.
0: Yeah, they rattle off 40 victories in the calendar year and make the playoffs, and then sinks, then proceed to defeat the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers and defeat the Golden State Warriors in the finals, you know, right. in Game 7.
1: And then one more thing I'll add uh, about Jordan ben- Jordan Bennington before we move on because we've talked about this for a while. But, hey, right. this is the culmination of, of hockey. Of we hockey. had a playoff
0: hockey extravaganza to start
1: this. This is the an abridged version of the end. A book end. A and good book end. We
0: we we did we did we did the freaking KHL, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we almost did the Swedish Elite League. I don't know. <laughs> the Finnish Elite League. Heck. Uh, we did college hockey and ECHO HL and now the big guys, the NHL.
1: Um, there's one stat about Jordan Bennington that just absolutely just blew my mind. Um He was, goodness, where was it? I had the stat, and I lost it. Um, I think Jordan Bennington was, he was 14-2-0 after a loss. That's right. That's
0: right. The Blues never really went on any long losing streaks. Always bounce back,
1: and the two losses were in the playoffs. So yeah. he was, I think he was eight and zero in the regular season after a loss, and then the two he had two so two, two game a two two game losing streaks. Yeah, in this playoffs, that's that's ridiculous.
0: That's probably why when they lost seven to two after game three at home. Craig Barubi went to the Cardinals game and was just like, yeah, you know, no big deal. No big deal here.
1: You got to understand 14 and 2. That is absurd. That is absurd. I, there's so much historic about this team. I. I could go on for a long more time uh, a lot longer about this but we have other things to get to but yeah congratulations so congratulations to the st. Louis go blues.
0: blues play Gloria all you want from here on out
1: oh and by, by the way, way again yeah, another yeah. shout out to <clears> throat> urinating throat> tree because he's awesome
0: yeah he posted a video He posted
1: a congrats video today that that, that sums up if you want to blues kind of get history a, that sums up the blues history in about five minutes. He he does great congratulations videos. He does great videos in general.
0: I'm waiting for the congratulations video for the Bruins.
1: I don't know if he'll make one. He it's...
0: should because it's Boston. Yeah. And we all need to have one extra thing to, yeah. to feel good about ourselves.
1: So go see that urinating tree. Maybe he'll find out about us someday. <laughs> but... Yeah, that was a great video. We and should reply
0: to his tweets more often.
1: That's true. That'll kind of give you a sense of what uh what the blues have gone through over the past 52 years.
0: Okay. Should we do the NBA? Uh well, yeah, let's let's we'll do see. one of our smaller segments here. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go to Let's Hall y'all. Uh that's my <laughs> That's my my look into the National Baseball Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Naismith basketball hall of fame or the hockey hall of fame Mm. uh there's a lot of hall of famers out there and um you know these are guys to be revered and to to be worshipped and so there's a lot of them but we have no idea who the heck they are so i just picked one uh basically i went to uh uh, let's let me get to the search window here so i can post it on the screen all right so I went to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame because we got basketball on tonight. I thought it would be appropriate for, for that. And I looked up Artist Gilmore. And it's funny because he's got a connection to our great state of Florida here. Really? And holy crap, he was born the same day I was born. That's awesome.
1: Literally the same day?
0: Yes. Well, not, he's not as old as me, you know. Not the actual, but the same date. The same date. The same, yeah, the same date. Uh, well, not the date exactly. Well, regardless, I, uh, the whatever same, it's there. The same day. The of same the day. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, artist Gilmore, uh, he uh, he's from Chipley, Florida. I have no mm. idea where the heck that is, but I'm assuming it's North Florida because what is uh, it called Chipley? Chipley, Chip, and then Lee, L E Y. Uh, Chipley,
1: Florida is 102 miles northeast of Pensacola. All right, so that northeast
0: is northeast of Pensacola.
1: 102 are you sure about that
0: that's very far yeah.
1: yeah it's it's
0: um well it's it's up there in North Florida I would, I would yeah say. It's, okay. it's
1: in the panhandle okay so well yeah
0: because he went to high school in Alabama so he's which
1: is right next to the panhandle is right under it connects to Alabama
0: yeah so uh yeah so uh he's 69 years old which is very nice. Nice. And uh, he went to college, he first he went to Gardner Webb from 67 to 69, and then he transferred to Jacksonville. So Jacksonville University, who are the? Dolphins? Yay. Uh, <laughs> so they are the dolphins and he actually had a pretty significant NCAA career to start off before we get to his NBA career. So he was drafted in um, uh, by the Chicago Bulls in 1971. And the Kentucky Colonels as well, because at that time he had the NBA and the American Basketball Association, the ABA, who were competing. Mm -hmm. Um, But prior to that, he went to Jacksonville and he led them to the 1970 Final Four and championship game that year. They lost, unfortunately, or else we would have Jacksonville as a basketball powerhouse. Who knows? Um, So uh, he has an NCAA record, 22.7 rebounds per game career average that is the record what? 22 rebounds per game
1: Are you per serious?
0: game like every that's basically almost every shot he's grabbing it uh, uh as a defensive rebound and probably some offensive rebounds as well like that the man was he's look he's seven foot two the man is a freaking he's a light pole he's a just a giant light pole okay he's a sentient light pole All right. So he was drafted by the Bulls and the Colonels. He decided because the NBA and ABA were competing, he probably was getting paid more with the ABA. He goes off to Kentucky to play Mm -hmm. for the Colonels. Um, Fact, the Colonels were one of the most uh, successful ABA franchises, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately they weren't part of the NBA-ABA merger. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the Kentucky Colonels were out and every player that weren't the – I forgot who the four teams were that did go into the NBA. I know it was like like the San Antonio Spurs were one of them. But anyways, uh, I think the Denver Nuggets were another one. The Indiana Pacers were the other one. And I can't remember the other team that used I'm to be ABA. Right Fran- oh, the, the Nets, the Nets, the New Jersey Nets, who are the Brooklyn Nets now. They were the New York Nets at that time.
1: Yep, yep, Nuggets, Nuggets Pacers, Pacers, Nets, and Spurs. Man,
0: I'm good. Man, I'm good. Okay.
1: You are to the NBA as I am to MLB and possibly NHL. And college football. And co- definitely college football.
0: So, dispersal uh, draft, funny enough, he gets redrafted by the Chicago Bulls. Goes off to Chicago, plays there a bunch of seasons, goes off to San Antonio, ABA team, formerly bunch of seasons one season back to Chicago goes to Boston finishes his career out in Boston actually finishes career for for some team out in Italy <laughs> he won the ABA championship in 1975 um, most valuable player in 72 75 MVP for the playoffs six time all-star just a bunch of accolades he never won an NBA championship unfortunately and uh and that's it, and I he, uh, he think he went back to Jacksonville to become the color analyst for the, uh, the team's radio broadcast that's afterwards. Nice. So, and he has an NBA record, 599 career field goal percentage. 599? 5. 0.599 career field goal percentage, so, so 59% from the field. That's, how, he's, that's he's, not bad. He's, he's making most of his shots.
1: That's that's That's, pretty pretty that's an good.
0: NBA record as well.
1: I don't think even Steph Curry has that average.
0: No, when you shoot a ton like Steph Curry, you're gonna miss a ton. Yeah. No, but this guy, when he shot, more more likely than not, it was going in.
1: So, that's almost that's basically sixty percent. So that's so
0: Artis that's Gilmore, man. He's uh very nice. Uh, he's part of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, I think, uh, because he went to high school there and um, mm. in Carver, it says here. And uh, yeah, man, there he is. Very nice, Artis Gilmore. So very nice to, to hear about him. Um, I guess we can segue to the NBA from here on out. I, I,
1: I don't know. We have three, three minutes till the halfway, halfway point. 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 You just, you just want to get, get our. Yeah, that. that's right. Um, let's just get, get it out of away. the
0: way. I mean, we can. I mean, I still have my my trip that I have to talk about as well, but we can save can that. Can you get it over in three minutes? No, I cannot. We'll save it to the end. All
1: right. So, so let's do our favorite segment.
0: A word from our non-sponsors, people. Um gosh, I have so many that, especially over the course of my trip, that I I really don't know which one to choose. So if you have one, you can start out and I can pick one out of my mind.
1: Uh, once again, I, I don't put much thought into these. Some of them just just stick out to me. Um, ooh, I have a good one. Go ahead. The Hyatt Regency Orlando.
0: It makes sense, especially after your trip.
1: So, um, the Family Cafe, uh, which was the conference I went to this past weekend, um, it was being held in the Hyatt Regency Hotel, uh, which is right off, it's literally steps from the Orange County Convention Center off of I-Drive. That is, aside from the fact that it's just a very beautiful hotel, um uh the staff there are just so nice they it's unbelievable how nice they are uh the the conference has been there for 3 years now it's it'll be uh, it's fourth next year which is uh, unheard of for this conference where it would stay at a hotel every for 2 years and it would shift somewhere else you know, they did it a while at the Coronado Springs and Disney. Uh, they did it at a Rosen Hotel, I think, for a little bit. They just kind of jumped back and forth between hotels. And then they found this one, and it seems to have stuck because they're going I'll tell
0: floor. you this, man. The Hyatt has some pretty good hotels. I stayed at the one in Atlanta. That was oof. So I, I just by... You know, just by hearing that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a nice place to go to.
1: It is. And like I said, more than just the niceness of the hotel itself, uh, I was fortunate enough that I was able to stay there, thankfully, because I gave two seminars that weekend. So it would have been a real pain in the butt to have to drive from another hotel, go into their parking garage um, and then, you know, walk to wherever I needed to go. I could just kind of chill out, relax, and then just get dressed and then just walk down. Which, by the way, I forgot how much it hurts my feet to walk conventions. <laughs> uh, when you're walking in dress shoes. For, oh, no. For th- oh, that sucks. For thousands of steps. Yeah,
0: no, I, I get you.
1: Um, and I even have, I specifically was told. Oh, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. You should get these dress shoes that have kind of like memory foam in them. Yeah. They do very little to help. Very little.
0: <laughs> They're still dress shoes. They're still dress shoes they in the still end. still dress
1: shoes. Um, th- I, I had to put my f- – I had to dunk my feet in cold water in the bathtub just to oh make the swelling gosh. go down. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the main point – the people there are just so nice. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll be honest, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to interact with people who have various types of disabilities. Sometimes they can be very angry or not cooperative. Um, you know, they can be demanding or, it's It can be difficult to interact with people with disabilities sometimes. Um, having been around them basically my whole life, you know, you, you know how to work with them. But for people that don't have as much experience with them, it can be a challenge. But they've stepped up to the task every time. Everyone there is so nice. They're so willing to help. Uh, I can't say enough about the the Hyatt Regency in Orlando. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you pulled it up, nice. And this is a really like I I I could go on. From yeah, I'm looking at it now. Holy
0: crap! It. This is this is in the middle of the city too, right?
1: Yeah. At least. What do you f- define middle of the city?
0: I would well, let's see. Knowing Orlando.
1: I consider middle of the city to be downtown Orlando.
0: Right, like it is not a, okay. So not near arena, no. nothing like that.
1: No, it's it's closer to Universal actually. Okay. So it's on the the southeast side of town.
0: Okay, so if you're if you're going to Universal, that's probably it, you. That's it's a nice place to stay because right. it's pretty nearby.
1: It's it's actually it's part of what what we refer to sort of as the Golden Triangle. Mm-hmm. There's a plot of land between Disney World, mm-hmm. Universal Studios, mm-hmm. and SeaWorld. It's just, that's kind of, anything that's in there is kind of the the high-profile, you know, hotels and whatnot, because you can get to anywhere, any one of them. nice
0: quickly. rooms, too. Look at that.
1: Um,
0: nice rooms.
1: And that's actually a, a realistic picture. Yeah. It's not one that... That they kind of made up or whatever. That's a little bit big. That's one of their suites. Yeah. So this their gym. I'm it's, sure. a, it's a nice hotel. Yeah. Um, so it's not in the heart of town. It's, it's a bit off of town. But you can get... It's right next to the highway I-4. Um, and some of the, the sub arteries, like, uh, there the, the 528. I'm, I'm
0: assuming this is, well, this is probably like for a wedding or whatever, but I'm pretty sure they use this for the conference, right. these rooms.
1: Um, it has a huge expo hall that takes the entire banquet wow. area. Um, yeah, this
0: is, this is massive. its it got is, a, it's got a walkway across the river here. Sheesh.
1: And there's a walkway. It's, it's so close to the Orange County Convention Center. Yeah. Um, wow. I think you, this is probably
0: that hall you were talking about because you got three screens here. Dear Lord, this is massive.
1: Mm-hmm. I highly recommend if you. It is a bit pricey. I'll fully admit I was lucky. They do kind of a a lottery to uh, for people to stay there. I was lucky enough that we were able to go there. Although even then they have discounted rates for the family cafe, but it is a fairly expensive hotel. But if you have the money. And you're in Orlando, go there. It is a lovely hotel. The people are even lovelier. Um, it is a fantastic place. I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, so, Hyatt Regency Orlando is my non-sponsor of the week, and promo code. Lovely people. Isn't lovely that, people,
0: Isn't that a? Isn't that a song? No, no, it's Shiny Happy People. No, that's a song. That's a song. Never mind. Um, okay. Oh,
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so, it's called
0: Happy People. It was not Donkey Konga too. <laughs> so, that's the only reason I know that.
1: So, actually, it's Lovely Hotel, Lovelier People. That's my promo code.
0: Okay. So, I
1: think... Hopefully, that gave you enough time to come <laughs> up with something.
0: I, I actually... I, I think I, I got a wild card for mine, actually, Ooh. because I was thinking, like, okay, so I had my trip, and I'll talk about it later, but... Uh, because it will probably take the time that Charles normally uses his, his, his wrestling um, right. news. So, um, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, it could be a hotel because I stayed at four um, nice hotels, especially the one in Tampa, the Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Very nice hotel. Wish me and Doug had stayed there for the bar. I saw the the hotel we stayed at actually for the mm. bar. I actually texted. I texted him a picture of it, and <laughs> he's like, he's like, "Oh, sweet memories." <laughs> Didn't of, you
1: guys go to like a Pollo after the bar?
0: We went. No, well, that was a Pollo tropical in I, I don't know where in in um in West Florida, uh, along uh, between Tampa and and Naples. I forgot where, but. Uh, I know that pollo tropical was Doug's <laughs> most favorite part of the whole trip, really. He couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, this is, they actually cooked the chicken here. I, I remember
1: <clears throat> we went to a, a Marlins game just after you took the bar, and that was all he could talk about was that pollo.
0: I, and I didn't eat at the pollo tropical because <laughs> I got a pub sub.
1: Um, just if anyone here is in Florida, pub all pub subs. Are now six dollars whole pub subs yeah. this week. Yeah, I I am investing in a chicken tender sub tomorrow. I
0: actually follow on Twitter the um our Publix chicken tenders. So do I subs on sale this week <laughs> account, <laughs> and that's all they do. But they actually announced that hey, every single sub is is on sale.
1: It's a beautiful thing. Um, actually, mm-hmm. even somewhere in the southeast, um, it's not just Florida anymore, but. Pub yeah. subs, man, they're the greatest thing. So,
0: um, yeah, Sorry, the, that's, a
1: si- that's a side. That was subs. a
0: side one, but the Barrymore Hotel was really nice. Uh, but my wild card is not a hotel; it's actually a food. It's it's Munchies. Okay, I don't know if you've heard of it.
1: Munchies four twenty.
0: No, not that Munchies. <laughs> no, no. So. We drove the whole trip, me and my dad. It's a road right. trip, all right? From from uh, from West Palm Beach was our starting point to Tampa, to Atlanta, to mm-hmm. um, to DC, to Pennsylvania. We actually went to Pennsylvania. We went to Pennsylvania. Yeah, we too? went to Amish country to see my aunt.
1: I'm, why didn't you guys go to a Phillies or Pirates? Cuz the
0: Phillies weren't there and or pirates? Pittsburgh was way too far. Oh. Um, so and then we uh, stopped in Richmond, Virginia, for one night, and then we made it all the way back to West Palm Beach.
1: In one night?
0: Not in one night. No, no we stayed in one night in Richmond, and then from that morning, from but Richmond to, to West Palm. You
1: made it from Richmond to West Palm in yeah, one day? Straight
0: out, straight. Yeah, straight from ninety five. Twelve hours.
1: Hopefully, you guys swapped seats at some
0: point. Yes, we did. We we, we took a lot of rest stops. We we ate and all that stuff, Good. and and that's why this wild card came to me. I was like, whoa. And it's Munchies. Um, I guess they call them chips, but uh, it's...
1: Oh, and if anyone doesn't know what I was talking about when I said Munchies 420, there's a place over in Sarasota um, where they make these absolutely artery-clogging sandwiches. Um, it was featured on Man vs. Food. Yeah. Um, look it up. It's I've never been there. I have dreams of going there. Um, mm-hmm. But I I go there in case I don't know I I go I would say go there at your own risk. <laughs> Some of the stuff is ridiculous. So I've never heard of Munchies. Okay,
0: so Munchies is a brand uh, from American company Frito Lay's. I got the Wikipedia up here, but uh, it's a it's a snack mix chip. Or, or, or product. So the one that we got and the one that you can find at your local convenience stores and gas stations and supermarkets, uh, we got the cheese fix, the classic one. Okay? It's a mix of nacho cheese Doritos, Cheetos, Harvest Cheddar Sun Chips, and Roll Gold Pretzels all into one. Okay? <laughs> uh, and it's labeled, formerly labeled classic and it's labeled original in Canada. So that's the version that we got. We didn't I didn't even know they have other versions here. They got the flaming Hot, which is really destructive to my innards. <laughs> I mean, look at this. flaming Hot Cheetos, uh, Salsa-flavored Doritos. Dear Lord. A Baja Picante, uh, flavored Sun Chips. I didn't even know they made that variety. And rolled and Gold Pretzels, because I don't know how you make a pretzel really hot. So I guess they couldn't figure it out either. Actually, every single one of these... Has rolled gold pretzels with no change to them whatsoever. <laughs> uh, they have a barbecue version, which is only Canadian. They have a reduced fat version, which is also only Canadian because I guess Americans don't want to lose weight. And they have a kids mix.
1: Canadian. So
0: the the reason it's my wild card is because my dad found it. So we actually had a cooler and we bought a bunch of snacks for the road. All right. Mm-hmm. So the cooler was filled with our our drinks, our sodas, our waters, and all that stuff. And of course, my my Perrier's, Um, I couldn't buy Topo Chico because I didn't have a bottle opener, Um, um, and so
1: just just use your shirt. That's that's.
0: that's uh, I wasn't gonna make my hand bleed during the trip. Um, So, uh, my dad found the munchies, and we opened it up, and we were like, "My dad's like, this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Like he loved it, and he he loved it so much. And I think he loved it more is because he found it and he picked it out. So that was. That was what we got. And so every time we stopped that, uh, we especially stopped that Wawa. Wawa. I almost picked Wawa because I love Wawa now. I love Wawa. Um, but
1: Orlando was the, the, the entry point of the Wawa invasion in Florida.
0: Right. I think there's two in Miami-Dade County right now, so I'm hoping there will and- be more.
1: Um and they there's a few further north. I think there's a couple in Broward and a couple in Palm Beach. Yeah,
0: there's no there's especially one in West Palm Beach because it's pretty darn close to my house over there, my parents' house and my sister's there's house.
1: There's actually a Wawa near my house. Oh down here. dear lord. Okay. Uh, anyway,
0: <laughs> so the munchies were a godsend. Uh, my dad. We went to we stopped at a Walmart when we were, I think we were um we were heading out from atlanta from atlanta to, to dc mm-hmm. and we went to a walmart around somewhere around there in georgia and my dad's like looking around like i can't find the chips <laughs> where are the munchies we're looking around it sounds like my dad's a stoner but he's not <laughs> when i say that um and we're looking around i'm like i found him Dad. he's like oh thank god okay we can go now <laughs> like that's specifically everything we look for we stopped at a sheet uh, somewhere in Virginia as well. Sheets is kind of like another a competitor to Wawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the high end uh, gas station slash convenience stores that are out there right now. Um, and they also had the munchies. So, um, so yeah, munchies. Uh, thank you so much for feeding us throughout our trip.
1: Munchies, the, um, munchies, the official sponsor of the Oporta road trip.
0: Right. Um, and not very good on my waistline, but <laughs> but gosh, trying it really good. So um uh promo code is uh my dad's not a stoner.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Um heading back now. So we've got other topics. There's NBA stuff, but that's that's normy talk. Yeah. This is our this is a show for not not for normies, according to my podcast. Oh yeah, that's another announcement I wanted to make. So we are uh, officially, uh, part of Apple Podcasts. Formerly, well, what's going to be formerly iTunes.
1: Rest in peace.
0: So you can find us, and I have I've have to put it on the um the bottom portion of our screen there. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just go on the Podcast app on your iPhone or iPad, and I think on your iTunes app on um on your computer, and just search for Sports Goofs, and we're there. And uh, once we're done with this episode, uh, we'll uh, upload it and we'll have the newest episode. You can listen to us on the go if you're not already listening to us right now. Um, and if you are an Android user, uh, you're not you're not out of luck because we do have a SoundCloud account. Just search for Sports Goofs again or put in soundcloudcom Sports Goofs. And you'll be listening to the same stuff that people on Apple will be listening to. So uh, you're not down and out. Okay, we don't charge $1,000 for a stand like Apple does. I don't <laughs> no, know if you no, saw no, that
1: no.
0: Nine ninety nine. <laughs> $9.99. $999.99 we do not charge for a stand. I don't know if you saw that photo of the guy. Um, he had like a Mac Pro, but instead of he didn't buy the stand, he was using like a coat hanger or something. <laughs> it actually worked.
1: <laughs>
0: and so it's, I guess people were, were like commenting on like Twitter and stuff or on Reddit. It was on Reddit I saw. And they're like, "Wait a minute! The narrative here isn't that he's using a co-hanger for, uh, or, or uh, for a, um, for a stand for his Mac Pro. It's the fact that he went to it into a cafe with a giant Mac Pro, and nobody questioned him about that. <laughs> like that's really the the crime here. Um, all right, so." Uh I, I want to talk about baseball to be honest. Actually no, let's talk about college sports cuz interesting stuff is happening there.
1: Yes. Shall we start with the, uh, the fun stuff? Uh
0: let's start with college baseball. Let's do it. Because I'm kind of in a baseball mood right now cuz basketball's going to happen and people and hopefully the Raptors win today, but yeah. we'll mention that later. And um I don't I mean I have some stuff to say, but not too much about the Raptors.
1: All right. So Slash Warriors. We're going to college baseball, folks. We are in the the end game, as it were, of the college, the Division One college baseball season. We are at the College World Series. The College World Series, for anyone who doesn't know, is the culmination of the well, the Division One NCAA baseball season. It's the end of what began as a sixty-four team tournament uh, at the beginning of this month, and now we're down to the final eight the eight of whom are Arkansas, and there are two brackets of four teams. We've got, in bracket one, Arkansas, Florida State, Michigan, and Texas Tech. And then over in bracket two, we've got Auburn, Louisville, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. Now, just a little backstory on some of these teams. I'll take a couple of seconds. Arkansas this is, their, is on, so it's time to get started but this is their ninth first. college Called world True True Series Resulte appearance long, um, they actually made it to the final last year um and that was a brutal ending uh just uh, so how the final how the college World Series goes. It begins with a round robin tournament where if you if you lose two games you're eliminated, and then the top team out of that bracket will take will face the top team out of the other bracket where it's the best two out of three. Um, Arkansas and Oregon State were the finalists. Arkansas had won game one, and they were a they were an out away from winning it. Do you remember this?
0: Um, I, I know I was no, but I've heard of it because my my brother-in-law is from Arkansas and his oh. his family cheers for the Razorbacks.
1: Gotcha. So they were out away. The guy, this guy, an Oregon State player, hits a lazy pop up, and somehow three Arkansas players missed it it fell right in between them like a laser guided missile <laughs> <laughs> a couple of pitches later there was a runner on third and the score was 3 to 2 oregon state hits gets the tying run they would go on to win the game 5 to 3 and then they would proceed to win the next game the day later so arkansas was inches away from winning Instead, is on the opposite end of it the next night. That is terrible luck. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it is. Uh,
1: um, next what? up is your Florida State Seminole.
0: Yes. Uh, the, very significant for us because it's the final season for Mike Martin, our, our long-time manager.
1: He is both the best and the worst college baseball manager of all time. Depending on how you look at it.
0: Right. Uh, once Dave, again.
1: Dave, he's been coaching them for 40 years. Right. He's won 40 games in every one of his 40 seasons. Right. He's been to, I can't even keep track of how many tournaments. and then Pretty this, much
0: every season. I think every season. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is the 22nd time that they've been to the College World Series. Right they have never won the college world series
0: 22nd times the charm baby
1: and they've made it to the finals three times 1970 um 1986 and 1999 so two of those times were under mike martin It started in 1980
0: and it's been a while
1: so it's been 20 years since you've been to the college uh, since you've been to the final to the final of the college world right series.
0: the final series um yeah this is uh huge we're hoping uh especially my my um well my sister because uh funny enough uh my sister went to Florida state as as did I mm-hmm. um and my brother-in-law went to Mississippi state and there is a, there I think there's is a scenario where they could meet in the final series
1: well they're in different brackets
0: yeah so there is a scenario that possibly Florida State could finish off against Mississippi State. That and means- I would assume that my brother in law and my sister might take some days off and have a visit to Omaha, Nebraska <laughs> and tell me how that is.
1: Oh, and that's the other thing. Um, prior to this point, uh, all the games were played at schools or different or other locations. Um, I think the one exception was Oklahoma State. They're based out of Stillwater. Um, but they play their regional games out in Oklahoma City, which is like an hour or two away from Stillwater.
0: I guess just to have the bigger venue,
1: right? Um, yeah. So all the games are held at the what is it called now? The TD Ameritrade Park. Yeah, it's in it, the,
0: Omaha. Yeah, like a freaking new stadium and everything that they built.
1: It used to be Johnny Rosenblatt Stadium for ever ever <laughs> since the 50s and then they changed probably like 10 uh, years ago maybe I don't know if it was so. 10 years
0: ago but I think within this decade
1: right um that was it was a it was getting old but the sunsets you got at that facility were second to none um I had never been there but you see the pictures and they were iconic
0: the new stadium is basically a minor league park on steroids right now
1: I think they do host a minor league team.
0: Maybe I would assume so, but I don't think they use the entire capacity because it's because most minor league stadiums probably seat about I would say between five to at the higher end probably like twelve thousand people.
1: You know, I take that. And back. this one, I take that back. Yeah, they only have one tenant right now. Okay, and it's the Clayton, the Creighton Blue Jays. It's a college the, team.
0: Okay, yeah. So, so okay, so they don't host the team there, uh, but they um. But I, th- I think the, what's the capacity like twenty thousand
1: or something like that? It's a it's, it's twenty four thousand five hundred five, okay. which is, can expand to thirty five thousand.
0: Which is massive for a, for a minor league baseball team. Right. So even if they did host one, uh, they wouldn't be taking up twenty four thousand no, seats. Not at all. And I'm assuming Crichton or Creton or Creighton uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't be using every single one of the seats there. I'm sure they play at reduced capacity. Uh, anyways, uh, so. Omaha, so that's, yeah, Florida State, Arkansas, Mississippi State, uh, Vanderbilt.
1: was when it opened. Yeah.
0: yeah Va- Vanderbilt, um, which I actually did want to mention one of their players because he had a 19 strikeout no-hitter against Michigan during the tournament, uh, Kumar Rocker, which is a great baseball name. A great baseball last name, okay, Rocker, mm-hmm. Okay. Gosh, that's that is a. Was it
1: against Michigan?
0: Yeah, it was against Michigan.
1: How are they still
0: in the? No, 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 not. It was during the tournament, during the run up to the College World Series.
1: But how did if? Wait, wait, wait. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Well, anyways, he he had a nineteen strikeout no hitter, Mm -hmm. which is insane. That's he he was uh was it, um he was eight batters away from having a perfect game. Consisting of all strikeouts right which is crazy for any level of baseball little league mm. <laughs> little league players that would be insane that would be on ESPN if it was a little league player or something so no it um, was against
1: duke i think oh
0: well oh even better screw duke <laughs> the,
1: the the one in the the super regional yeah yeah that was against duke okay
0: so even better against duke <laughs> <laughs> Screw Duke.
1: Although that was a that was a crazy super regional. Also,
0: and by the way, Michigan for hiring uh, Juwan Howard. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Former Heat assistant coach. I don't know if you saw his press conference.
1: He was very emotional. He cried. He used, he he cr- used to play. He was part of the Fab the Five. The Fab Five, yeah. At Michigan back in the early 90s. Yeah, the Fab Five. Notorious for, I forget which player did the, the timeout, even though the team. Chris Weber. Chris, Chris Weber. Chris Weber.
0: Chris Weber. yeah. So um, uh, yeah, v- very. Uh, I'm really glad he's a great. Uh, he was a great player for um, when I, for the Heat as far as the end, as far as being kind of like a player slash coach, mm-hmm. um, uh, with some stability there. Then he became an official assistant coach for the Heat all this time, and then um, I don't. There were some NBA jobs he was going for, but then um, Michigan came calling, and he went back home. So, uh, well, that was a very nice thing to see him going back and feeling so strongly about being with the Wolverines. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he'll have better success than uh, a certain football coach over there. He <laughs> wow. hasn't really won anything over there. So, And they might actually go back to the NFL. <laughs> okay.
1: So um, the other teams, uh, just click uh, quickly, rattling it off um, Michigan this is their seventh college World Series appearance um, they've won twice in 53 and 62 Texas, Texas Tech, Tech this, this is, is their third, third appearance, appearance. Um, um, their, their highest, highest finish Tennessee's is 20 it was it was fifth in 2016, in 2016 and, and 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Auburn this is their fourth appearance and their highest rank was fourth in 1967. Louisville, this is their fourth. They've placed in fifth twice in 2007 and 2017. Mississippi State, this is their 10th. They placed second back in 2013, losing to UCLA, uh, who was eliminated shockingly by, they were the number one overall seed this year. They were eliminated by Michigan. Um, And then Vanderbilt, this is their third appearance And they've they were the champions back in 2014.
0: Very SEC heavy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now do you want to get to the fun college college stuff? stuff. Oh, college baseball baseball isn't fun.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, but yeah, that's that's the rundown, and it's of course it's going to be this this uh, starting this weekend, um, June 15th on Saturday, with the opening game uh Saturday and Sunday with the opening games, and if and ESPN has all the games covered. From, uh, from start to finish And uh, we get to the final game If there is a game 3 It'll be on At the end of the month and June twenty-six on Wednesday So that's it I'm looking it.
1: forward to it I, I love watching the College World Series every year um, I, I still have EA Sports really Their first mm. college baseball game Back in 2006 Because they lost the MLB license Okay all right. I love that game Very fun <laughs> That's it. So, the other that is who is that? That's Auburn. Um, now, now on to Fulmer Cup? Cup. Yes. Let's do the Fulmer Cup.
0: And we are not the official podcast slash show for the Fulmer Cup. Disclaimer that we always do as always.
1: Right. So, things were very busy over the past uh, two weeks or uh, past two weeks.
0: Yeah, because. Even then, like the memorial after Memorial Day, we did a show, but there was nothing that happened. everybody had a good time right and apparently people were having a really good time after that, <laughs> according to yeah. you, so hey, lay it on me all
1: right. all right uh and one of these I can't remember which um they were just brought in now after an event in March, uh but still valid. Forget which one it is so he weren't on the Air Force fullback that got booted off the team. I'm not sure. Um, I just heard about it today for the first time. I'm sure we're gonna look into it a bit deeper. Yikes!
0: Um, booted yeah. off the team, and I'm sure, I'm sure that'll affect him as far as his uh, Air Force-iness yeah. is concerned as well. If that is even a word,
1: I think it was something of an honor violation, uh, honor code violation. Oh, okay. Um, so it's
0: already affecting his Air force
1: Right. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it that much. I just heard it in passing. Um, I mean, that's not
0: really an arrest if it's an honor code thing, right?
1: No, but um, so I guess it wouldn't count. Yeah. But again, I haven't read much into it. Okay. Um,. First up was Nebraska running back Maurice Washington was arrested for possession of drug paraphernalia.
0: Okay. <clears throat> that's, I guess, par for the course, I would say, for a lot of football players.
1: Now, it wasn't anything serious. It was just residue of marijuana in a pocket. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. So nothing— That's what I was thinking. I was a, I, that's where I immediately went to. Um, I mean,
1: in, in the grand scheme of things, I know people— some people disagree— but uh, I, I think it's pretty standard knowledge that marijuana is nowhere, anywhere close in the class of cocaine. Right. Or whatever.
0: And as the years will go on, we'll see. And as more states start legalizing. and right. Maybe we'll finally get it at a federal level of some sort. Right. You know, but uh, we're not a stoner podcast if anybody wants to know that as well. you know, right. uh, I have no opinions on either side either right. way, to be honest.
1: Now. Here's the fun one. Arizona, uh, sorry, Texas A&M defensive back Derek Tucker was charged with assault.
0: Okay, so assault, serious I would say. He
1: got into a fight.
0: Now, you're 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 pausing between each thing, so it, it, it,
1: it
0: who he fought is probably what's funny about this, right? He fought not like a mascot who, or a clown or something like that.
1: Not who he fought. Although that would be great, but it was what the fight was about.
0: Oh, okay. All right. They
1: got into, he and the guy got into an argument over tacos.
0: It might've been whether hard shells or soft shells are better than the other one, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe he heard our last show in which I, I, I expounded the virtues of the hard shell over the soft shell after thinking about it in, in, in great detail. And he was like, you know what? Francisco's right. And the other guy was like, no. I actually believe that soft shells are better because I am a soft person.
1: That would be fantastic. And I
0: called the hard shell the Damian Lillard of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and soft shells as the Russell Westbrooks of tacos. You know?
1: Man, that would be funny if that was indeed the, the, uh, the, the argument. <laughs> um, so next up. Is Utep, no, oh, okay. but no. Before we can move
0: on, that's all the details as far it was over tacos and no other details whatsoever.
1: I'm not, not sure. sure. I mean,
0: like, did the guy take his taco, or did the guy spit on his taco, let me do a quick look. or did the guy like spill his taco?
1: Si. Or did the
0: guy like, you know, he was asking for the mild sauce, and the guy kind of tricked them and put the spicy in there, and he was like,
1: ah. Oh, and funny enough. Um the SI article, which is the headline, is Texas A&M defensive back reportedly arrested over taco drama. <laughs> um, drama. I'd like the uh, writer is Cadrice. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. Kedris Rollins um, said, "I'd like to think, or hard shell or soft shell." I'd like to think that is what started this beef. Is that what he said? Yes, Yes. (laughs) involving Texas A&M (laughs) defensive back Derek Tucker. Um, Exactly,
0: it is a reasonable debate. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it was at a Taco Bell.
1: Uh, It doesn't say where. Oh, okay. um, But apparently, they had a quote disagreement over tacos. When they got into a mutual altercation. (laughs) A mutual (laughs)
0: altercation. So I Um, guess kind of like hockey fights. They both dropped their gloves or maybe dropped their tacos and and proceeded to fight.
1: The fight began after the two started arguing over tacos. Um, Uh, I, I
0: really hope someone does a follow up.
1: I, I'm not. I don't see anything about. What I hope the there's like a
0: text a Taco Gate, you <laughs> taco know, <gates. laughs> like it goes all the way to the top. Like like they, they they find some sort of huge NCAA scandal going going on at um what was it Texas A&M? Uh, TAMU, yeah, Texas A&M. Okay, so Jimbo Fisher, huh?
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, I think Seminoles fans would like that if uh, Jimbo Fisher had a huge scandal going on. It had something to do with tacos.
1: Yeah. Like, that was the catalyst
0: of it. Taco about a serious <laughs> argument. Oh, gosh.
1: Uh, next up is UTEP. Okay. Uh,
0: oh, gosh. Go to El Paso. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're... What kind of trouble can you get into El Paso, man? That's the nicest city in America.
1: Well, quarterback Kai Loxley, he transferred in from somewhere.
0: This year, like he's yeah, he trans- year. he's gonna play for them right. this year after transfer. Well, okay, knows? so so he's a, he's a bad egg that came into El Paso to corrupt it. Then, sheesh.
1: He was arrested on, depending on what terminology, either DUI or DWI. So he was drunk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's um, under or within. He was under the influence of something. Or...
1: Right. What well, was alcohol?
0: Well, I think. Okay. Most likely, then it was most likely alcohol. Um,
1: Possession of marijuana, under two ounces. Okay. Um, unlawful carrying of a weapon.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And this is, this is a direct quote from the statute. This is the actual name of the offense. Terroristic threats.
0: Whoa. Dang.
1: Now, the second that everyone heard that, everyone thought, oh, man, he threatened to blow something up. No, it's it's not that serious. Allegedly, he said that he had a handgun with a full magazine and he was going to empty it into a crowd.
0: So his college football career is over. Supposedly, I would assume. He,
1: in sin until proven, proven guilty. guilty.
0: That is but, true. So everything's uh, alleged for now,
1: right? But, but when it comes to Fulmer Cup, if you're arrested, you get the points. Doesn't matter what the adjudication is.
0: Fulmer Cup. Yeah, <laughs> we Got don't care about it.
1: innocent or guilty. Yeah, um,
0: everything's not made up, and the points do matter. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> it's the opposite of whose line is it anyway? Right.
1: Um, another fun fact: his father used to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and he is now the head coach at the university at University of Maryland for the Terrapins. Oh, okay. I made a joke that they are the Terror Pins now. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh boy. But yeah, he's a bad egg that he came into El Paso egg. to corrupt it. We gotta kick him out. So it's gonna ruin up, my beautiful city.
1: Yeah. Next up, another Nebraska player. Nebraska's had a good streak going.
0: I mean they're not winning in actual football, <laughs> so might as well win this, right?
1: Right. Um wide receiver Wandale Robinson. Should have never
0: left UCF, dude.
1: <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> uh UCF, uh, just objectively, they're a very low penalized team. Um, we don't get that many offenses, and when they are, they're usually pretty low.
0: It's Disney World. Where are you going to get arrested for? <laughs> you don't want to go to Disney Jail.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Disney Jail is listening to It's a Small World on repeat, nonstop, for hours.
0: Playing Kingdom Hearts three nonstop for hours. Apparently, it Allegedly. was a very dis. Well, to many people it was a, di- a disappointing experience after so I never many years. It. I don't play it either. I think Charles has. I think he's enjoying it though.
1: I still need to play Kingdom Hearts one though.
0: I, yeah, I, I haven't played any. Well, I didn't have a PS two. I didn't have right. one.
1: I started playing it at my friend's house back when it was first released back in two thousand one or so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, back then, I like I really wanted it. Uh, I own a GameCube, so, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Um, But, yeah, I'd like to finish it up. Um, Speaking of games, by the way, everyone is very excited about the introduction of the two new, well, three sort of, uh, characters of Smash. You've got... Uh,
0: Well, we've got the hero from Dragon Quest. Right. uh, Which I I never played a Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior game. mm -hmm. And then
1: Banjo-Kazooie.
0: Yes, that was what people went insane right. for. I, I, didn't play, I didn't own Magic: kazooie when I had um, an N64, but of course, everybody's played it at some point mm-hmm. who owned an N64. And um, yeah, did I mean.
1: People, look on YouTube for some of the reactions. Yeah, hilarious. go on Twitter,
0: especially from the official Nintendo store in New York City. Mm-hmm. They went absolutely <laughs> insane. Wow. Um,
1: and Nintendo kind of sort of did a bait and switch. They pulled out the Duck Hunt, Dog and Duck,
0: and it's the second time they've done it mm-hmm. with uh, this type of trailer. Um, they did it with King K. Rule, uh,
1: Now this one,
0: and now this one, which was great. And it's it's actually really significant because he's actually the property of a competitor, in a sense, with a competing console, Microsoft.
1: So just some backstory. Back in the '90s, there was a company, a British company called Rare.
0: It's still a company, and still but technically mm, a company. They're a shell of their old self.
1: Not like they used to be.
0: They were, were legendary.
1: They were legendary. Um, the I played one game from them on the SNES, Super Nintendo. It was Ken Griffey Jr.'s Winning Run. That was a fun game. <laughs> um, but they've produced many others. Yeah. D- so. Um...
0: The Donkey Kong Country series, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, I did play Donkey Kong. That's right. Um, Banjo-Kazooie, Jeff Force Gemini, Perfect Dark, GoldenEye. They developed that.
1: I played so many other games Um, that I totally forgot. I think,
0: I mean, ever since they got sold to Microsoft, they haven't uh, really had many hits. Right. I think the the last, like, really original thing was, like, Viva Pinata or whatever that was, that series. And then they'd be making Kinect games. Right. You know. uh, they're making battle toads again, which is different.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh, like you said, um, we're going off into a different rabbit hole for a second. Yeah, huge so, tangents. We love that. Yeah.
0: I mean, we, we gotta talk about Nebraska.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Other than you know, freaking the Cornhuskers. They, even though they're freaking, people love the Cornhuskers over there because. Or As to... anyone will tell you, there's yeah.
1: nothing to do in Nebraska in Lincoln except for UNL. I
0: think what was it? I think when they're playing their, their games, their home games, there. It's I
1: think uh, the second or third largest city
0: in, in the Nebraska, state. Yeah, at that point, yeah.
1: Which is ridiculous. I think the only ones larger are Lincoln itself, and uh, Omaha. Yeah.
0: Okay. So okay. So, so any so, more?
1: Uh, Arrests. Right. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Um, oh, and just a side note, someone figured out that there was a kind of an Easter egg when it came to the announcement message for Banjo Kazooie because it says Banjo Kazooie are ready, are raring to go. Yeah.
0: And this is rare. Rare. Yeah. Raring.
1: "Ah, And
0: it was funny also the, um, the composer of the music for the N64 games, uh, Grant Kirkhope, and he actually did Donkey Kong games as well. Um, like, people were asking him before E3 happened, like, hey, you know, do you know anything about a new Banjo or him and Smash Brothers, or all that sort of stuff? And he's like, and he's like, he's like, don't hold your breath for Banjo and Smash because, you know, he's owned by Microsoft, another company, a competitor. Mm-hmm. Well, not another company, but another competitor. Right. Um, and all that stuff. And then, like, the announcement happens. And then his Twitter account, he has, like, himself in front of his computer. And he turns around with, like, a, a Banjo-Kazooie plush toy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, banjo Kazooie, we're home
1: because
0: <laughs> they used to be owned by Nintendo, right. and so um, people were like, "You got us!" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, he couldn't disclose that no, he was doing it, but he's doing the music for the Smash um, um, game right now. So it's all it all came full circle finally for for, and it's great. for Banjo, yeah."
1: All right, going back to arrests.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
1: another UTEP player.
0: Okay, is he a transfer or is it actually like a guy that was on the team?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: If that's the case, then it's if, if it's the other thing and it's a transfer, then we all know it's just bad eggs who just want to, you know, who hear about El Paso being such a great place and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go there, but they, you know, um, can't shake off their... They're demons.
1: No, he came straight from high school. Oh, no. Um, his name is... going to have
0: to kick him off the team, then.
1: Maybe. Out and out of the, <laughs> and out, no, not just
0: off the team. Out of the city. <laughs> okay, take take that crap to Houston or whatever.
1: It's kind of... I don't want to say it's a running gag, because uh, Francisco truly believes that El Paso is the greatest city in the country. mm mm-hmm. Um. So, Tiano Tia Lavea, uh, defensive lineman... In the same incident involving <laughs> Kylocks. In a in
0: a in a name contest of Tua right now.
1: <laughs> it's I love some of the names in college in college sports. They're really out there. Um, but it just goes to show the diversity of college sports.
0: It's basically the uh, the key and peel segment. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um. So, same incident as what got Kai Loxley arrested. Um, less serious, though, it was just disorderly conduct and public intoxication. Okay. All right. And then we'll wrap it up with Appalachian statewide receiver Corey Sutton uh, arrested, or was it cited? Uh, marijuana possession.
0: Okay. So, all in all, stuff that I guess par for the course for any college football team.
1: More or less, I mean.
0: Except for the taco thing.
1: Except for the taco thing. That's brilliant. I love it.
0: Alrighty, so that's
1: that's that for
0: for for our Fulmer Cup segment.
1: We've actually covered quite a lot today.
0: Yeah. No. No. We're we're we're. Uh, I actually wanted to specifically do the show, doing more of our other segments. That's why yeah. I don't want to talk about the. Ra- right now right. because everybody's talking about them mm-hmm. that's for normies
1: yeah.
0: okay all right this is this is the 4chan oh, okay right. no no we're not the 4chan no, of no, sports no, talk shows right. <laughs> right. although
1: the um, although the tales from uh, mm-hmm. tales from 4chan series is really fun from, yeah uh, Bryn 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 Daniel. Daniel
0: yeah even though he doesn't do them very often right it's actually a, a real treat when he actually does do it and he hasn't done one in like months so hopefully he does a new one
1: I briefly I, I made a promise to our friend Freddie. Um, he has something called Fred Rank.
0: Uh, oh yes, of course. Yeah, and I remember his. Uh, he was probably one of the few people that did an in depth look at the AAF when it was still alive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh huh. Okay.
1: Um, he has created Fred Rank for the CFL season.
0: That's right. I think it, it's it's opening today, right? Uh, or tomorrow, or this weekend.
1: Me, he told me when it was opening.
0: Yeah, the CFL is um, opening. Um. Uh,
1: tomorrow. Okay, um, it is tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's the Hamilton, Hamilton Rough yeah. Riders. And, mm-hmm. No, 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 sorry. Bulldogs. No, uh, no not
0: the, the Tiger Cats. No,
1: right? It's the – No, the I Bulldogs
0: think. are the freaking AHL team. It's <laughs>
1: the Saskatchewan Rough, Rough Riders, Riders and right. the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
0: Ti- yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah.
1: Um so they start today. He's introduced um I'll actually shoot the link over to you. Um he has a blog spot about all this. Um, but he just wanted me to briefly discuss the uh the upcoming C F L season as well as go over his rankings. I'm sending that over to you right now.
0: Um well I gosh, I don't have Facebook open, so I don't oh. think I'll I'll be able to Well, actually, let me... Can I search for it? Is it searchable?
1: Uh, Is it a
0: WordPress account? or?
1: Well, if you look at... What is it? Fredrank.blogspot.com
0: Yay. That's what I will search for. It'll be the
1: first thing coming up.
0: Spot.com
1: Yay. Um, Oh. (laughs) There it is. Uh, Jeopardy Sports last night posted, this poor unfortunate city saw their sports teams only win two titles in a calendar year, pray for them. <laughs> Boston, Boston. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. And that guy
0: in Jeopardy finally lost, too. You
1: know, uh, what a streak, though. Uh, lo- uh, I think it was... He came close to earning the most money, right? Right. Was pretty close.
0: Yeah, I think was it was Ken Jennings was the other guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he got it, uh, Holtzauer, I think, James Holtzauer. He got it in... Less than half. Uh,
0: Adios, Mikey.
1: Oh, see you, Mikey.
0: Enjoy the game and go Raptors.
1: Fred rank best rank. Peace out, Mikey. Enjoy.
0: All right, uh, so I see the uh, um, the Fred rank here for the uh, the Canadian Football League. Correcto mundo. So so let's click that.
1: The I talked to him a little bit last night about it. Um, the average team he starts the average is 20 points um and then everything from there so the most average team is the hamilton tiger cats
0: okay so they're right in the middle right so they could win or they could lose
1: exactly um the best team are the calgary stampeders and the worst are the montreal aren't they the
0: defending champions
1: the stampeders yeah could be
0: i think they are as far as i remember
1: um, uh, let's see CFL. Oh, game is going on right now. Saskatchewan is up thirteen to ten, with twelve fifty left in the third. So quarter.
0: today is the opener. Yep. Okay.
1: Well, he said tomorrow yesterday.
0: Oh, <laughs> never mind. So it is today.
1: <laughs> uh, most recent champion were the Stampeders. Yeah, last year. that's yeah.
0: I remember. Yeah, pretty, I follow Canadian things.
1: Good. I have actually a, a friend or two that are in the CFL. Oh yeah. Really cool. Nice. Um, I made a couple of uh, friends on the football team when I was at UCF. Um, so his preseason rankings, he has the Stampeders the best. The Alouettes is the worst. Um, so another thing, he gives a three-point advantage for teams that are playing at home.
0: Makes sense.
1: So his projected standings, he thinks uh, over in the East Division – so
0: this is this is his ranking as of now, and it could change over the course of the season. Right. So this is are his predictions for this the, like he's not saying that Calgary will repeat.
1: No. From here, um, although, uh, so his, he believes that the best record, uh. Is going to go to. He thinks the Calgary Stampede is going repeat. to go undefeated.
0: Yeah, because he's saying Stampeders are protected to win all, so they're oh they're going to go undefeated. He says right, and then win their games and eventually the Grey Cup, which is of course the uh, the championship trophy for the CFL. Right.
1: Um. So apparently, it's never happened in the CFL that a team has gone undefeated, but his ranking says that they're favored in all games.
0: Mm-hmm. So they could be the Miami dolphins, 1972 dolphins yes. of CFL. Um, and then, and then proceed to have 40 more years of heartache. Yes. <laughs> uh, when and the... I'm hoping you, once again, once the NFL season starts, we'll have our,
1: our dolphins are terrible segment. I'm <laughs> turning. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Um, and then he briefly concludes with the playoff bracket according to his standings. Um, he thinks the teams that are going to get in um, are going to be the British, the BC Lions, British Columbia, play out in Vancouver. Yep, uh, the Toronto Argonauts, who play in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> and they
0: actually play in a smaller than regulation size CFL field. Do they? Because they share their. Oh, with the football, with
1: the soccer team. Yeah, with the,
0: the Toronto... Toronto uh, FC. I think. Yeah, yeah, Toronto FC. They used to play out in the uh, Rogers Center with the Blue Jays. Right. But the Blue Jays kicked them out
1: because they're going to renovate the whole place. Right. Um, then you've got the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Um, those are kind of the play-in games, the play-in series or something. Um, I don't know their playoff format. He projects that um, Toronto is going to advance and play Hamilton in the it's kinda second It's kind of like
0: round. the NFLs, actually. Is it? Yeah, they have a wild-card round, and then the top seeds have a have a bye week, and then they'll face off against whoever wins the wild-card round.
1: And then from there, you'll have an actual championship. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, let's see. Over in the second bracket, you're going to have... He has Edmonton advancing to play Calgary. Um, then both of those teams, the two one seeds. So it's going to be Hamilton and Calgary in the championship. And Fred Rank has Calgary repeating. So that so, would be... So
0: according to all the statistics, all the projections, and, and his his personal um, point system, it's looking like the Stampeders will be... Repeat or are most likely to repeat as champions, right? Barring but, any sort of serious injuries to players and or
1: meteor striking the stadium. So you never know. It's it's the beginning of a long season, um, but I, Fred Rank has really has it's a very stout system. Um, you know, as Mikey said, Fred Rank is best rank. Um, and it's true. It's considering that as far as I know, uh, he's not uh, maybe, tied.
0: Maybe we should bet on CFL games <laughs> based on this. <laughs> like we'll have an inside edge on hey, everybody.
1: Maybe we'll, um, be like the guy yeah, from not, St. Put, Louis. Not
0: put in much money. Just put in like five bucks.
1: Well, Hey, look at the guy from St. Louis. He bet 400 on St. Louis. And on, yeah. He made a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh So, yeah, it's – so I'm excited about the CFL season. Um, You know, right now this is the only football going on unless you count soccer. Which I don't. Which you don't. Okay,
0: but it's – yeah, it is the only North American football that's happening right now. Correct. Okay. And it's something that especially gamblers will look to because – you just have baseball after the NBA finals concludes maybe by the, this weekend or maybe by tonight, yep. hopefully. Totally so go, quick. go Raptors. Once again, go Raptors. And, uh, by and, and by the way, Kevin Durant, uh, we're, I feel bad for we're very, we're very sorry. We still hope you'll sponsor our show in the future. <laughs> I'm just saying, we love you. We're actually real fans of you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we think the media sucks and they've
1: been treating you horribly. Um, and, uh, You know, I got to give props to him for trying to come back. Yeah. That is, that's just, that's an unfortunate. And I guess this will be our basketball
0: talk for this as well because, um, I guess so. There was, of course, the big stink about how Raptors fans reacted once he got injured and that some people started cheering when that happened. That's not cool. It's not cool. Um, and of course, there's, there's people arguing on both sides. Um, uh, And by both sides, not saying that, you know, you should cheer for a player to get injured, um, but like, okay, I think Channing Crowder, um, uh, a radio radio host, former NFL and uh, college football player down here, Mm -hmm. he was saying that, you know, we're making it too much of a big deal out of it because people had a natural reaction to a situation being fans. Uh, especially given the stakes that were going on and that, as fans, we can actually tend to be selfish. And he's a former player, so he ch- he sees it from a player perspective. So mm-hmm. he's kind of neutral in a sense. Um, but as a fan, he's like, we just saw, you just saw the, and he was doing fantastic in the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just saw basically one of the biggest reasons that you might not have won that night, and they didn't win. They screwed it up at the end. Um go down and now your team's chances of winning just shot through the roof a little bit uh because of it so uh, why should we condemn them for for that and um, i kind of agree with them with that because as a fan i've i've thought internally especially and i think a lot of fans won't admit this internally they do think this like hey that guy goes down, we just have a better shot of winning. Like I think every. Hey, fan. take him out. You know, hey. Um, uh, let's say the uh, I, from a Miami Dolphins perspective, and he actually mentioned it when because um, he was playing for the Dolphins when they won their division in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. The biggest reason why they won the division that season was because Tom Brady went went out for the whole season that year. Um, even though the Patriots still went eleven and five in that in that season. But the Dolphins, I mean, who knows? The Patriots might have won every game again that year, mm-hmm. um, had Brady played. But because of that, Dolphins had a shot of making the playoffs, and they did. And he thought when it happened, he's like, "Holy crap, we got action! <laughs> we 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 have a shot of actually doing something this year."
1: I think every fan has felt that at one point, at an, one point or another. But as you hear all the time, it's one thing to think something; it's another thing to act on it. Right. And i I see where the fans are coming from because that's a, a big blow to them. But, you know,
0: human decency.
1: Human decency, man. I mean, to cheer uh, to cheer somebody's injury. It, but you just got to hold that in. Right. I mean, to be
0: fair, the Raptors fans, once they kind of realized the, the severity of the situation, started, like, changing no, their right. tone, you know?
1: I mean, that that absolves them a bit. And they're um, Canadian. And they're Canadian. Come on now. <laughs>
0: of course they're going to be polite about it afterwards. Um, Except for hockey. Canadians separate. are pretty a-holes when it comes to hockey. <laughs>
1: um. But I mean they kind of absolved themselves a bit. They kinda kind of made themselves look a bit better by actually cheering or applauding him as he went off. Uh, Hopefully